Disclaimer. This podcast is not suitable for children. We do curse and talk about very adult topics. We also talk about darker topics with a sense of humor, but are by no means making light of those who experience any sort of trauma and have no intention of offending. All sources for research will be in the podcast episode description, wherever you may be listening. Thanks for your time. And the dog hair is free. That's it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that song was <laughs> like, that was good. Good oh, job. It? Yeah. Okay. I, I initially, my initial like reaction to the first little bit was like, what the fuck is this? Oh. <laughs> and then it, it like got into its groove and I was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> I don't know if it, um, I don't know. I had a hard time with, with today's topic material. Because well, I don't know. You'll continue to have a hard time because I go in like three different directions. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> so for because uh, we didn't really do it last episode. So just a, a little debriefing. I'm trying to start to do a uh, like a track of the episode type of thing based on whatever the topic material is. So without knowing the details of the topic the subject material yeah yeah um so i get the the title the topic and then try to base something around said topic Mm -hmm. so that was my uh interpretation and jess's reaction to a song based on the topic of drum roll oh that's me yeah oh uh (laughs) well it's mad hatter history that's where it started. Mm-hmm. So I went edgelord. And <laughs> on then, the track. yeah, and then it went from Mad Hatter to uh, Scary Trees, and then back around to a a person <laughs> who could potentially be considered like a Mad Hatter. Go on. Yeah. So this research started with me um, reading a quick paragraph in the book In the Name of Science by Andrew Golishek. Um, it's a history, secret, it, a history of secret programs, medical research, and human experimentation, which then led me further to research the term Mad Hatter and what came of the effects from poisoning from this profession. Hmm. So um, quick Google search took me to history.com um, to an article titled where did the phrase mad as a hatter come from um, updated in 2018 um, so we might know the term mad hatter from the Lewis Carroll book Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. um, but the name or the phrase mad as a hatter did not originate here rather Carroll was referencing the conditions of industrial workers of the time Um, In the 18th and 19th centuries, industrial workers were exposed to extremely dangerous chemicals and had lasting effects on their bodies and minds. Um, Mercury, mercury, Mm -hmm. mercury. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Arsenic, lead, and other heavy metals and chemicals were ingested, breathed in, or absorbed through the skin during production. Um, One of the many industrial jobs was hat making, specifically felt hats. Hmm. Nifty. Yeah, so we've already kind of been through this because we we did this episode, <laughs> and then I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Air all the 
Air all the dirty laundry. Yeah, yeah, we had a full full episode of this recorded <clears throat> and then had a talk afterwards because I think we had, um, I don't know what the correct terminology is for it, but essentially sequel syndrome where we did one episode, felt pretty good about it, and then we did the second episode and went, that was shit. Yeah, it was really, <laughs> it just, there were multiple things too. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I wasn't funny enough. Like it just, the whole thing just felt weird. Yeah. I don't think we can record at night. <laughs> so so this is morning for frame yeah. of reference. Where this is a, a nice chill Sunday morning. Yeah. Even right before I hit record, Jess was like, Do you want to bring a candle in here? <laughs> so so it's, very, a candle. it's very pleasant and nice and we're very awake yep. and just had coffee. So it's it's pretty chill. I made breakfast and everything. The dogs are chilling in the hallway. Yeah. And by the window. So we're all good. Charlie's tip tapping around. And there she goes. Yeah. Charlie, why don't you lay down? Lay down. Charlie, come here. Lay down. There you go. Good girl. Lay down. Lay down. Okay. So, yeah. Felt hats. So, let's talk about making hats. Do it. Um, so, the next part, my source is from the New England Historical Society site. Um, the article is The Mad Hatters of Danbury, Connecticut, and it was updated 2021. Hmm. Um, so, felt hats. Think about 18th and 19th century felted hats. Um, like the tricorn hat, um, it's like the Civil War hat. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like a more subdued pirate hat. That I was about to say that was like uh, within the same timeline, uh, likely adopted by pirates. And yeah, as you've seen by pirates, because it's all within the same time period. Right. Yeah. I mean, people defect or mm-hmm. they um, attack. Right. Like government ships, but they keep the uniforms and because they keep those uniforms pretty pretty silent well they were the only clothes that existed <laughs> that too <laughs> so style from necessity so yeah think pirate hat but like take off all of the fun shit <laughs> yeah. nice um and then uh other types of hats were like various other brim hats kind of like witches hats but not the pointy mm-hmm. top just like rounded mm-hmm. um later bowler hats would become a, a style but that was more in london at mm-hmm. the time so but we're i'm more concerned with like u.s history at the moment so like we'll talk about that later gotcha so legend has it that a name main uh, wow legend has it that a man named zadok zadok mm-hmm. benedict created felt in danbury connecticut and we'll talk more about danbury connecticut in a second here um apparently zadok is like a super like it's like a biblical name. Sure. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. I was trying to look up. I was trying to be good and look up like pronunciation. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't remember what it means, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so he had a hole in his boot and patched it with some fur. After wearing it down, he found that his foot sweat and the friction created felt. Nice. Um, and then history was made and hats were industrialized in the area. Like a like a hair band aid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> um, Moving on. Yeah. The felt material would be made from fur of smaller animals like rabbits and beaver, being treated with a solution containing mercury nitrate. And according to in the name of science book, the workers would soften the material by licking the felt. But tasty. Upon further research, I found out more about the process and they weren't like ingesting it as much as they were just like swimming in it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The felt was matted and treated with the chemical solution, but then shaped into cones, and they shrank them in boiling water. Mm. So here is a quote that kind of paints a picture. Mm-hmm. Every time. I know. <laughs> Please just cut those out for real, like on a serious note. Well, I was, for for humor's sake, I was going to say, it's kind of like like you clearing your throat, but the way that you're like moving away from the mic, which I'm sure listeners appreciate, um, is remember Tay Zonday, Chocolate Rain? And every time he would have to take a breath, he like had that caption at the bottom of the screen where he was like, I move my mouth away from the mic so that you don't catch the breath on the microphone. I don't. That sounds really familiar. Yeah. Like a distant memory that I can't. Yeah. That I can't recall. From from the baby stages of the YouTube. Yeah. I put I put that in the recycle bin, <laughs> but I never emptied out the recycle bin. But the search bar isn't finding it in the recycle bin. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Please just take all of that out. Yeah. Like any any body noises, just take out. Like I can't handle. I got you. So here's that quote. Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you. <laughs> oh, I'm disgusting. You see all the stuff that you miss because you can't hear things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, my body is like. You got a demon in you. She wants to say something. <clears throat> So much steam, you didn't only want to wear a rubber apron in front of you, but also over your head. There wasn't any ceiling. The steam rising to the rafters condensed and came down like rain. So, like, just think of giant vats of boiling water in, mm-hmm. like, 18th century. And and mercury nitrate. And, yeah, 18th century, like, industrial warehouse. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just exposed metal, like no respirators just like a one rubber apron and it's like a sauna in this place Mm -hmm. and you just have the mercury nitrate just like wafting into you yeah like soaking into your skin like that's i mean that's still a problem with um certain types of like manufacturing environments Mm -hmm. where you'll you'll like be boiling some type of liquid um obviously you boil a liquid anyway you're boiling something and the steam rises and that's actually like um a big thing with mold prevention Mm. because the steam rises and condenses on the ceiling and then it just like drips down on top of whatever Mm -hmm. is below it Mm -hmm. which spreads mold and moisture and everything else so like that's a big like still to this day that's a a big manufacturing concern yeah So. so just like times that by a thousand yeah that's crazy So over time, the workers would develop reactions to the mercury nitrate, such as tremors or hatter shakes, Mm -hmm. speech problems, emotional instability, and hallucinations. All of these reactions could be loosely interpreted as drunkenness and were absolutely exploited by employers. Mm -hmm. Um, So an upsetting fact is that if the workers filed a complaint, tried to leave, and even went to the doctors, they could be blacklisted and not be able to work at any other factory. Mm Mm-hmm. So eventually, a Hatter's Union was created in 1851 to protect workers, and later, Mercury was banned from the production of felt in the 1940s. It was a long-ass time. Yeah. Yeah, to be dealing with that? Yeah. So to segue into Connecticut, this is all still sourced from the New England Historical Society site. 
Tremors would be called the Danbury Shakes after the city of Danbury, which was the leading center for hat making in the 19th century and would be known as the hat capital of the world. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of that. That's interesting. That's the the Danbury Shakes sounds like a um like a dance move. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do the Danbury Shake. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of um the the like sports teams in the area mm-hmm. are like reference like hatting. Mm-hmm. Like it is a hatting phrases and stuff. Yeah, like that is the the town, the city's like that's their thing. Mm-hmm. Um Danbury is where the Hatters Union was created. Um, and although mercury had been banned from production, the land and rivers near the factory still contained trace amounts of mercury. So in that area, the Still River mm-hmm. is is a river that a lot of these industrial warehouses were built next to. Mm-hmm. So that river is like pretty contaminated. Like there's still trace amounts within that river and the, like the surrounding rivers. Hmm. Um. Some methods of cleanup in the area is just picking up the toxic soil and transporting it out of state to protective landfills, but this costs a whole lot, and researchers have attempted to develop plants to clean the soil naturally. Mm-hmm. This is the part where scary trees enter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bio, bioengineered scary trees. Yeah, so this next section is called Scary Trees. Ah. Uh... Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like the dramaticism. So my source for this section is um, the New York Times article, Super Trees, in 2004. Well, that um, doesn't sound scary at all. Are they like yeah. <laughs> super trees or scary trees? What are we talking about? Well, you, yeah, we'll see. So in 2003, the state planted eastern cottonwood trees that have been genetically engineered to absorb mercury, making them known as the Danbury Eastern cottonwoods mm. or populus del- deltoides 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 uh-huh. cool um but downside they emit said mercury into the air generally a bad thing yeah so hold on to that i'd, we'll- ra- I'd rather not <laughs> but okay. we'll come back so the process of using plants to clean up toxic site is called Phytoremediation. Hmm. Phytoremediation. Mm-hmm. Um, cottonwood trees have been successful in drawing chlorinated solvents and nitrates from the groundwater, but mercury is another story. Mercury is a metal that doesn't change its basic form, um, so it can't be bra- broken down or retained. Hmm. We're going to get like, some chemistry up in here. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to... Uh, you're gonna have to baby it down for me because it's okay it is i never i never done did very good in the chemistries no it's it's good because like me neither like Mm -hmm. it's it's interesting i just can't remember like that was always the toughest part for me is that you have to like memorize shit yeah i just couldn't memorize it Mm -hmm. like i loved doing the formulas because it was like puzzles Mm -hmm. yeah like i always just treated it like a puzzle but it was having to remember shit that like always fucked me up. Yeah. So to get the cottonwood trees to absorb mercury, they used a lab monkey's stomach. Wait, what? Yeah, they. I'm bringing monkeys into this. We got chemistry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Now, what were you saying about monkey stomachs? Yeah, monkey stomachs. Um, I almost botched the recording. So yeah, <laughs> there was a cut just like, a second ago. Heart attack. Go on, monkey stomachs. Um, I hope I hope I'm like saying this right, but the mer a gene. So m e r uppercase a. M e r uppercase a. Mer a gene. Okay. Um. From the gut of a lab monkey helps the trees absorb the metal and convert it into a less dangerous, but still dangerous, form. Huh. Yeah. So then I was like, what the fuck is mer A? <laughs> yeah. So I found um, a journal from the Oxford Academic Journal site where it said that mer A is a part of the mer operon that encodes a group of proteins involved in the detection scavenging and transport transport and reduction in mercury so it it's a from what i can understand it's a gene that basically like locates the mercury Mm -hmm. um all you chemistry majors in the comments feel free to correct us but yeah yeah so and they and they found that in lab monkey stomachs yeah and I tried to do more because then I was like monkeys. I like monkeys. You do like monkeys. <laughs> and so then I started like I like just try to do like a quick Google search like mer a monkey gut. Uh huh. What the fuck? And I didn't really get anything else from that. Huh. It, it was just that. I mean, it gave me a ton of journals, but a lot of it was like, what happens if you put a brain cells into a monkey and they come out maybe a little bit smarter and i'm like okay that's cool but like um but what about their stomachs what about this mer a gene from monkeys because then a lot of like aquatic stuff came up Mm -hmm. um which i think maybe refers to like it it, that a lot of that came up because there's a lot of like mercury problems within like the ocean and bodies of water yeah that makes sense um so why we found it in a monkey stomach a lab monkey stomach i don't know I wonder if it was like synthetically placed or synthetically like propagated within the monkey's gut. Yeah, because it is it is a lab monkey, so maybe it's not a naturally occurring thing, but yeah. they engineered it yeah. to to do that and then harvested it. I don't know. I'm just talking out my ass. No, no, I I've not thought about that. That actually makes yeah. some sense. It's interesting. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. But I I stopped researching down that way because then I was like, oh, lab animals. We, we were talking about Mad Hatters a second ago. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm telling you. So the early forms of these trees were developed to absorb the mercury um, and then emit it in low levels into the atmosphere. So that was done on purpose. So I'm like, why? Y'all thought that was a good idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which one of you? <laughs> 1800s were a crazy time. No, no, no. This is This is more recent. This is 2003. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm like the we early two thousands were a crazy time. <laughs> yeah, we passed. We're we're in somewhat modern. Yeah. Well, modern. It's modern. Mm-hmm. Um. So according to Johann Varkamp, mm-hmm. Varkamp, um, a mercury expert at Wesleyan University, mm-hmm. the mercury would stay in the atmosphere for about a year, then fall back down into pre- in precipitation. And settle into the environment. Good. So a win for everybody. <laughs> We're all winning. So here will be drama, honey. There are some hope in these trees cleaning up the sites of toxic waste. But in, in that article, the New York Times article, 
Um, there's a quote from Steve Rock, who is an environmental engineer that has a more realistic opinion, where he says, the EPA, which is the Environmental Protection Agency, is never in favor of what is called media switching. Take it out of the soil and put it in the water, or take it out of the soil and put it into the air, because that's not particularly cleaning up. That's just making it somebody else's problem. Right. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoo. Hot take. Steve Rock. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, just a little bit on Steve Rock, the environmental engineer for the EPA's natural, National Risk Management Research Lab in Cincinnati. Mm. Um, so generally, I, I think the general consensus is that it's not like a terrible idea mm -hmm. um, and works for cleaning up some things, but not others, and that it's somewhat a step in the right direction, mm -hmm. but it it's not totally there yet. Yeah, it's not a solution. I mean, you're just kind of, you're like barely mitigating yeah. the issue. Well, and so like the biggest the biggest reason, or like one of the reasons why they're trying to do this, what is it called? Phytoremediation with the plants, which there's another one that ha uh, has to do with like using, um, it's like bioremediation or something like that, mm -hmm. um, which is like using bacteria mm -hmm. to do somewhat of the same thing. But so the reason why this is like being developed is because physically lifting the soil, taking it out of state and dumping it in a protected landfill costs so much money. Mm -hmm. um, but in the end, there was a part of that article where it was like, yeah, so you plant the trees, the trees soak up the, the bad stuff, and then you take up the trees and put them in a protected landfill, mm -hmm. which it's not, it's not taking like the soil in its entirety. It's just taking this tree. Right. But if, like, the tree is already emitting the mercury into the air anyways, right. like, you're still spending money, like, getting this tree out of the area, and one, the tree's still not even doing the thing it's supposed to do. Well, and once it's in the atmosphere, it's like, I mean, it's not just going to stay in the atmosphere above... It's going to move. Cincinnati, Ohio, or wherever it is. It's mm -hmm. like, it's just going to... Yeah, I mean, it just kind of disperses. Connecticut. 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 Yeah. I was just being, you know wherever the location is it could be here it could be in asia somewhere it's yeah. like it's just gonna disperse just, yeah and it's exactly like um the steve rock where it's like you're just making it somebody else's problem right like yeah. it's not actually a solution exactly hmm. so hard left um we're gonna talk about another person <laughs> okay so on that history channel site from the very beginning mm -hmm. it like give you it gave me a little bit on the background Mm -hmm. of like mad hatters and stuff and then it like hard left into talking about boston corbett um who is the dude that killed the guy who killed lincoln mm. um so according to the site research believe that this guy boston corbett was suffering from mercury poisoning. I was about to say, and where is our missing puzzle piece? Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Um okay. He had been a hat maker since he was um, a young man mm -hmm. and then became a religious zealot in 1858. Mm. Then he castrated himself. 
Okay. Yeah, just, you know, to curve his libido. Because it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Become a religious zealot, castration. Okay. <laughs> okay. What would it take for you to castrate yourself? <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to entertain that thought. Like, how? Where would you have to be mentally? I would have to be in the midst of mercury poisoning, <laughs> more than likely. <laughs> yeah. No. That you'd have to have some uh, some serious noggin issues going on yeah. to do that. Not even to just like think of it as a good idea, but to get past the the mental gymnastics that it takes to perform the action right because that's like i mean i don't know trigger warning like self-harm that's that's one thing that's never like computed in my head and i mean i i don't know my like deepest sympathies to anybody that's experienced that but the mental gymnastics that you have to go through in order to get to that point i just i can't like Mm -hmm. fathom it i can't understand it Mm -hmm. and i'm very fortunate for that Mm -hmm. um and again sympathies to anyone that is dealing with that but to answer your original question i don't think i could ever castrate myself (laughs) no um no no no, i don't think so oh okay i just no i was just curious i'm sorry to dash your hopes and dreams (laughs) (laughs) but no okay um so yeah, that happens. Um, then he wants to join the Union Army during the Civil War, mm-hmm. which you know I, I want to make like a snarky comment about him like having to go through some physical checkup and then having to explain why the castration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey man, so uh, let me we ask noticed. you something. <laughs> you uh, it looks like you got a bit of a botch job <laughs> <laughs> going on. You want to explain any of that? No. Oh. I would just blame it on a bear attack. What is oh um <laughs> shit. Boston Corbet and the Angry Inch. Oh no. <laughs> uh oh. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But <laughs> shout, shout out to anybody that actually got the reference. Yeah. Um But then we have to remember that this is Civil War times. So they probably just he he probably just like ran into a one of the many, one of the few buildings that existed yelled at somebody that he wanted to join the army, and then they gave him a baton and pointed at a field and said, "Go fight." That's what I'm saying. And if like, they did ask about it, if he did receive a physical bear attack, just no other physical scar. That, that bear had a vendetta. Yeah. <laughs> that bear woke up that morning and chose violence. <laughs> okay. So we have a mercury-poisoned, castrated religious zealot in the army, which, you know, honestly, a dime a dozen. Um, During those times. President Lincoln has been shot by John Wilkes Booth at the theater. Mm -hmm. So Corbett and his regiment, which is the 16th New York Cavalry, make it their mission to hunt down this killer. Mm -hmm. Um, April 26th, the soldiers have Booth surrounded in a Virginia barn. But crazy-ass Corbett, Corbett, Crazy-ass Corbett Mm -hmm. disobeys orders to capture him alive Mm -hmm. and shoots him dead. Mm. But he's let off scot-free and eventually is seen as a hero who avenged the death of our dear president. Nice. The United States legal system. Yeah. This is America. (laughs) (laughs) Corbett, they don't catch him slipping out. No. (laughs) 
Well, um, so just to round out Corbett's story, um, he goes back into hat making. Mm-hmm. Hermit's in Kansas for a little bit, um, but he does land in a mental asylum for threatening people with a gun mm-hmm. and then escapes and disappears off the map entirely. Hmm. And that's it. And he's just never heard from again. And that's it. Yep. He's like he's like a, a patriotic ghost in the night. Yep. I have come to make hats, <laughs> kill presidential assassins. Yeah. Castrate. <laughs> and I've already done one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and that's my story. There you go. Yeah. Wow. So Mad Hatters to Super Trees to the guy that killed Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, like, it really took me. Oh, monkeys, monkey guts, and, and monkeys, monkey guts. Do you think? Uh, do you think Corbett continued uh, making hats? Like, imagine, imagine where he went after he he left, after he eloped, essentially, and just kind of went wherever he went. Do you think he opened up another hat shop and really cashed in on the whole like no. <laughs> president assassin killer thing? I think he escaped a mental asylum and like got lost in the woods and probably just like just died, died in the woods. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> winter. I don't know. Like And then that bear found him a little later and was like, I guess I'll finish what I started. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. What a ride. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. I got a bit more I got a bit more to chew on than the the last recording that we yeah, did too. The monkey guts really did it for me. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. I I, I found that to be quite interesting to mm-hmm. get into like the chemistry of stuff. Very slightly, like mm-hmm. the slightest bit mm-hmm. of chemistry. I was sitting there on the computer like I'm so smart. I'm researching chemistry. That's, I'll know when you're researching a topic for the podcast now. Because whenever I walk into your room, and I'm if I, like, I'm so smart. If I, <laughs> if I open the door and hear, tuck, 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 <laughs> it's either Doctor Evil doing the Macarena or <laughs> you typing on your keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so fucking smart. <laughs> Good. Alrighty. Well. Yeah. That was the main topic. You want to do um, doggy horoscopes? Yes, I want to do doggy horoscopes. We need Aries and Sagittarius. Yeah, well, Aries is there. And where's Sagittarius? There. They flipped the order on me again. Um, yeah, okay. Lisa Stardust. So we'll do doggy horoscopes, but but this is for last week. So let's see if this horoscope matches how the last week went for the dogs. Okay. What happened last week? My last week was a blur. I don't even remember what I did last week. Last week. This past week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been in a very rough mental state, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've been. I've been having a time. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm, I'm not a very good judge. <laughs> yeah. Well. So, uh, and also, uh, we should have mentioned it last episode um, that we did doggy horoscopes, but uh, the these are coming from Teen Vogue, but they're being written by uh, Miss Lisa Stardust. <laughs> well, so. and, and we won't always go to Teen Vogue. No, but... We, we just need to find 
other sources. Yeah. But Teen Vogue will be one that we come to. Yeah. So Miss Lisa Stardust from Teen Vogue. Who who is just not delivering. I mean, it's Sunday morning. Yeah, the new week hasn't been posted yet, so we're looking back. Okay. So this Go is ahead. for the week of the eleventh through the seventeenth. Um so Aries, this would be for Charlie. Um Lately, it's been hard to concentrate on tasks in your life. Lately. <laughs> Instead of doing your homework, you're wanting to take a nap or watch movies. It's okay to zone out every once in a while as long as you do everything you're supposed to, like your schoolwork. She better do her schoolwork. <laughs> this week doesn't make anything uh, much clearer. In fact, it'll be more confusing and ambiguous than ever. Ebb and flow at your own pace. The less you push yourself, the better you'll feel. Don't let your anxieties get the best of you. Oh. <laughs> Center your energy and try to remain calm. Wow. That's like Charlie can't decide if she wants to play with her toys or lay down mm -hmm. or follow me. Yeah, she's been up and down a yeah. good bit. And she is like anxiety dog definition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel bad leaving her in the cage when we go to uh when we go to work. But um if I don't We'll have approximately five less books on the shelf. Yeah. And um, less leaves on all of our house plants. On plants. She will pull the plant off of the shelf. The stuffed gorilla in the living room will have... Um, less fingers. Less fingers. <laughs> he already doesn't have thumbs. You can't even technically call him a gorilla. He doesn't have thumbs. He doesn't have thumbs. So, yeah. 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 No. Charlie's like, she can't decide what toy she wants to play with. So we just need to help her make decisions. Sure. Yeah. Just tell her. You're, you were going to play with this toy. You're going to play with this toy. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Mela's. What's going on with Mela's? Yeah. That was Charlie's, Aries. And then Mela's is uh, for Sagittarius. There it is. Um, so, does your current relationship slash crush have you turned upside down? Hmm. If yes, then it's because you're dealing with someone who's playing games with your heart. <laughs> so dramatic. The truth is that you're a direct person who speaks bluntly from the soul. <laughs> yeah, oh she does. Gosh. Mele gives uh, some mean side eye. She doesn't really speak directly, but her eyes say a good bit. Uh, the person you have feelings for is a bit skittish with their emotions. You deserve to be with someone who's in it to win it with you, not a person <gasps> who isn't sure about what they want from the relationship. Observe their actions and take note of their behavior. You need a partner who isn't flaky, but emotionally reliable. Oh, my God. I feel called out personally <laughs> because Mela has been very affectionate to me lately. Mm. So she needs to. And I have not been emotionally available. <laughs> You've not. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Mela. Mela. Oh. No, she's at, not even oh turning around. <laughs> she's made her decision she's breaking up with me <laughs> Mela hi oh my god what's she doing over there yo teen vogue Lisa Stardust Lisa Stardust thanks Lisa Mela Lisa. you deserve to be with someone who is more what is it in it to win it with you in it to, are you in it to win it oh my god I'm sorry I've been emotionally unavailable to you Mela 
<laughs> she's like squinting at me. <laughs> Her, well, she's got that like half open eye, sleepy yeah. face that dogs get. And Charlie, you just need to pick a toy. <laughs> just pick one. Just pick a toy. It's okay. You can't play with them all at one I time. I mean, I don't really want to play with you, but <laughs> yeah. no matter what toy you pick. If you bring me a toy while I'm doing research or cooking dinner or, you know, my hands are a little full. Oh, Charlie. Well, maybe that's a sign. Maybe we hop off here and, and we go and go play tug of war with Charlie. Or take them on a walk or something. Yeah. That'd be a good take idea. Take them to that park and take them on a little walk. Yeah. Yeah. Get them outside. All right. Well, done? Yeah, I think so. Another episode in the books. Yeah. Oh, um... We still don't have a name. Nah, we'll figure it out. We keep like coming up with something that we think we like, and then we let it sit for a couple days, and then we come up with something else. Yeah. So. We'll see. We had one. We had a, a conversation the other day where we were like, yep, That's done. it. That's, That's it. it. And then you texted me the next morning and was like, what about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. It's a work in progress. We're yeah. only episode two. All right. Barely, because we had to re-record. Thanks for listening this far in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Late skates. Goodbye. Congrats on making it to the end of the episode. Why don't you give us a follow wherever you're listening and maybe even leave a review. Put in a good word with the algorithm, you know? For picture references and other general content related to the pod, you can follow our social accounts at the dog hair is free on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. Subscribe to get notifications when we post new episodes, but otherwise we're targeting releases every other week, so hopefully more frequently in the future. And again, thanks for your time. The dog hair is free.